Welcome to the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Laura Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, spiritual social media strategist, and integrative counselor, working to integrate the principles of the spiritual path into every aspect of my work and my life. This podcast is an extension of that work as I navigate the world as a white woman devotee of yoga, living at many intersections of privilege, living in the West, and trying to live with awareness. Thank you for joining me in this work. You're listening to episode eight, entertainment value or not. All right. Eight weeks of awareness offerings, and as always, I have so much love and gratitude to be spending a little more time with you here. If you'd like to support the show, as always, the best ways to do so are by rating and leaving a review on whatever platform you're using to listen. And of course, if you feel called to share, please do, and I am so, so thankful. So now we'll go into our traditional opening ritual, singing the sound of OM together one time, as always. Om means consciousness. It is the fundamental vibration of awareness that holds everything in existence. And we want to call all of that awareness into this space we're about to share together. And that's what we do when we sing Om. So you can join this practice by singing out loud or just listening silently. If you're coming along, I'll invite you to get your body into a comfortable position. Feel free to close your eyes if that feels supportive. And if not, you can just gaze softly somewhere in front of you. Of course, if you're driving or doing any other kind of task where it would be dangerous to not be focusing your eyes, please don't. And then we'll all take a deep breath in through the nose together if possible. Long exhale through the nose, just clearing the path for consciousness. Inhale for OM one time. Thank you for joining me in that practice. And now for this week's discussion. My sharing this week is based on something that my spiritual teacher has said a few times lately. And if you don't know this about me, I do have a spiritual teacher, the primary person that I study classical yoga with. I've been studying yoga with her, with my teacher, since the end of 2015 when I googled Atlanta yoga teacher trainings and Kashi Atlanta Ashram was the first result on the list. And so I clicked it and I applied. And when I walked into the building to go do kind of my first interview to find out if the the training would be the right fit for me, as soon as I walked in, it was kind of like, whoa, all right. There's something in the air here. There's something potent about this place. 
And then once I had decided to do the training, I went back a couple weeks later to, to take yoga with my spiritual teacher. And her name is Acharya Swami Jaya Devi. And Acharya Swami just means master teacher. She is a, a master yoga teacher, master spiritual teacher. And she is sort of the, she's the primary teacher at Kashi Atlanta, which is where, of course, I took my training and where I still study and teach today. And so for most folks who go into the teacher training at Kashi, they're encouraged to go take her class to really get an idea for the source of all that is taught and all that folks learn in the teacher training. And so I did that. I went to take class with Swami, with Acharya Swami, and I met her. And man, I was terrified the first time that I met her. And I was probably terrified of her for a couple of years. And the reason that I was terrified is because she is an embodiment of love. Love that is based in reality and presence and it's unconditional and it's fierce. And she walks around in every moment just embodying that. And I was scared shitless of that kind of love when I first met her. And I think it's because that kind of love unconditional as it is, requires us to be seen fully. And I was so scared of being seen fully. But now I've been studying at Kashi and studying with her, with my teacher for about six years. And as I have opened up into my own heart and to my own essence of love and reality, it's become a little more, um, a little more comfortable most of the time, not always, but most of the time for me to be fully seen by my teacher. But even though I'm not completely terrified of her anymore, I'm still just as blown away now as I was that first time I met her as I was getting ready to start my teacher training by the depth of love and reality and spiritual wisdom that emanates from her as she moves through the world and that really saturates everything she teaches and she shares. I sat for a, a yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation that she taught last night and even then it was just like okay I, even though we've been on, you know, I'm, I'm recording this in mid 2021, we're navigating how to start moving forward as, um, as we work through the, the, the stages of the pandemic and kind of get back into life in a different way. So even now that we have been doing these, you know, teachings and practices on zoom for a year and a half, I still feel connected to that love and reality that she embodies. Um, so I'm still just completely blown away by, by the depth and the wisdom that she, that she offers. And that's kind of the thing about her is one of the things that makes her unique as a yoga teacher, because she's not really just a yoga teacher, she is a spiritual teacher, she doesn't just teach asana, the physical yoga poses. She does teach one physical yoga class a week, but more often than not, she is offering these talks. She sits and she teaches about spiritual living and yoga philosophy, and she guides meditation, and everything she shares is rooted in that kind of classical commitment to yoga as a spiritual system for living and loving deeply that goes so far beyond just the yoga poses. And that's one of the reasons that I completely fell in love with her. 
And it's during these talks, these, these yoga philosophy talks that she shares that she's been saying this one particular, she's been teaching this one particular thing that I've heard her say a few times now. And it's been really sticking with me in a way that I don't even know if I completely understand, but because it's been sticking with me, it feels important to process and talk about. So the thing that she, my beloved spiritual teacher, Acharya Swami Jayadevi, has been saying, the thing I've heard her say a couple times lately, is that life, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, because you know when I'm sitting with her and she's teaching, I'm so swept up in the spiritual power of the moment that it's hard to remember exactly what words are being said. So this is paraphrasing, but... Essentially, she's been saying that life, and especially life on a spiritual path, is about more than just finding ways to entertain ourselves. We're not just here to keep ourselves entertained. It's about more than that. And this teaching has been coming to my mind quite a lot lately. And in the most random ways, I was on a hike last week. uh, And as I walked back down the path, walking toward my car, finishing up the hike, I remembered this teaching about how a spiritual life is, and, and life itself really is about more than just entertaining ourselves. And there have been other times, you know, I'll be doing my yoga practice or just doing random things throughout the day. And this teaching will just pop into my head. It's about, you know, this is about more than just entertaining ourselves. And to be fully transparent, again, I'm really not sure why. I'm not sure what is so, what is, what's, what is sticking to me so much, what's catching me so much about this teaching that it just keeps popping into my mind. But that might be yet more evidence that it's something powerful for me and something important and something that I need. If even though I don't fully connect to, oh man, that is spot on. That speaks to every single little thing I'm experiencing in my life right now. Even without that, if it's still just coming up and coming up over and over, even if there's not a specific thing in my life and my experience that I can link it to, but it just keeps coming to mind. To me, that speaks to the fact that, man, this must really be something. If I don't even know what exactly this is teaching me, but it just keeps coming back to teach me, I mean, there must be something really big in it um, that I need to learn. And so I've been thinking a lot about this spiritual idea, this yogic idea that comes from my beloved spiritual teacher who has spent her entire life studying yoga and has taken literal vows to dedicate her life to sharing yoga and serving other people through the practices of yoga. I've been thinking so much about her offering this little tidbit that we're not just here to entertain ourselves. And so as this teaching comes to my mind so often, I do often find myself kind of watching myself, witnessing myself and how I show up in my life, in my thoughts, in all these different ways. I might catch myself and ask in my own mind, okay, the way that I'm approaching this or the way that my thoughts are coming up in this, Am I living as deeply as I can or is this just a way that I'm trying to entertain myself? 
And that's a really deep question. It's kind of wild to sit there and think, okay, is, you know, if we just use, if we use a thought as an example, if there's a thought that we're having and we're kind of playing out a thought over and over in our minds, it's kind of wild and kind of fantastic to um, go into a space of curiosity and self-awareness and ask ourselves, okay, me playing out this thought in my mind right now, is this me living from a deep place? Am I trying to learn? Am I trying to grow? Am I trying to open my heart? Those are all examples of living deeply in my mind. Or am I just trying to entertain myself? Is the busy nature of my mind just trying to keep me occupied to get from one moment to the next without having to go below the surface and not having to go deep and just just stay occupied and entertained. So it's been really interesting to kind of use it as a self-inquiry practice, even in this wild, curious space where I'm not quite sure exactly what it means for me and my life yet. It's been it's been powerful to use it as a self-inquiry practice of am I doing what I'm doing or thinking what I'm thinking or moving how I'm moving in the world? in service of depth, growth, love, or am I just trying to entertain myself? So here we are. I, I'm, I'm in this space where I don't really know what it means, but obviously I have some ideas about how this comes up in my life and how we can use this kind of, we're not just here to be entertained idea as self-inquiry, um, but I still don't know. I'm, I'm still sitting with it in a very real time stream of consciousness way. And so here we are just, we're processing it together. And I think as we process this concept together, it's important to make a distinction. It's important to kind of um, make, it's important to come up with an operational definition for what just doing things to entertain ourselves actually means. Um, and you hear me using this language like operational definition because I'm currently in grad school for clinical social work um, and I'm having to learn all about, you know, evaluating clinical practice and um, just essentially being able to um, generate evidence for the effectiveness of the practices that I do with, with counseling clients, because counseling is what I'm going into. Um, so if you hear me saying things like operational definition, that's where that language comes from. Um, and there, it could be a whole other podcast episode unpacking our desire for evidence when we're talking about basically um, healing and growing, which is what social work and counseling are about for me. But I digress. We're creating an operation, operational definition for what it really means to just be trying to entertain ourselves versus living deeply. Because I do think there is a difference between living with wonder and curiosity and presence and just trying to entertain ourselves. Because I think making it clear that those of us who are committed to living deeply through any kind of spiritual practice, yoga practice, spiritual path, making it clear that that means we are not just here to entertain ourselves does not mean we can't enjoy life. Knowing that we are here for more than to just find ways to entertain ourselves, entertain ourselves does not mean 
that we can't enjoy life. There's a difference between enjoying life and and taking life in with our whole hearts and just living on the surface and trying to entertain ourselves. I think I keep I keep saying entertain, entertain, <laughs> entertain ourselves. So I do think that there is a distinction between being full of wonder and curiosity and presence and just enjoying the moment that we're in, finding joy. Because to all, you know, to me, all of those things imply living with our hearts so open that there is joy in every moment or living with our hearts so open that when there is a beautiful moment, we can drink it in. We can absorb it fully without being caught in that chaos of the mind. And so it doesn't mean that we can't experience joy, enjoyment, um, and, you know, fun and play in life. I think there's a difference between those things and kind of surface level entertainment, which is what I think this teaching from my teacher is talking about. I think the teaching that we are not just here to entertain, entertain ourselves. There it is again, entertain ourselves. (laughs) I think that teaching is really talking about just surface level occupation of the mind, just keeping the mind occupied with things that are kind of easy and one dimensional and sometimes negative or even, you know, self-defeating or full of shame or unworthiness, right? Because the negative mind is part of the mind, very much so. And sometimes it's very entertaining for the mind to just go on a loop and go over and over into a spiral of negativity. That's entertaining for the mind because it keeps the part of our kind of wild animal minds that loves the chaos of constant turning, that always has to have thoughts to turn over and over. That negative thought reel keeps the mind entertained. And so I think that's an important part of the distinction. This surface level entertainment that we're talking about, it doesn't always have to mean, you know, quote unquote, positive entertainment, fun entertainment. It's basically just chatter, any kind of of constant chatter, whether that is the chatter of the negative mind, whether that's the chatter of the to-do list whether that's the chatter of just trying to always anticipate what's coming next or always redo what has already happened. Entertainment on the level that we are talking about here based on this spiritual teaching, it's just chatter. It's anything that keeps our mind in that comfortable habit of turning constantly so that it can not have to grow. Not have to, so that it's really, it's not even just the mind. So that, you know, the mind stays in that place of constant chatter, really so that we don't have to grow. So that the part of us that is deeper than our minds doesn't ever have to extract ourselves from that constant loop, that constant turning of the mind to get to really just sit with the reality of the present moment, the reality of the world that we live in the reality of whatever feelings we might be feeling, that surface level entertainment, it's really, it keeps us from being with reality. And what I think I'm coming to as I discuss this is 
the definition of yoga. This is a podcast based in yoga. My work, life, studies, and heart are all based in yoga. So the definition of yoga according to the yoga sutras uh, by Patanjali, which are one of the, which it's one of the very first sacred texts that describes what the path of yoga really is, an ancient text. Um, and in the sutras, yoga is defined thusly. Yoga Chitta Vritti Naroda. Yoga Chitta Vritti Naroda, which is a Sanskrit phrase that translates as yoga happens when the constant turning of the mind ceases. And when we think about yoga practice, especially yoga as I've been taught about, yoga as I have uh, been taught, (laughs) yoga as heart opening, yoga as depth, yoga as reality, yoga as deep spiritual living. This definition says that Our true depth and open-heartedness, our yoga, happens when we step out of that constant turning of thoughts, that reel, right, R-E-E-L-L, that reel of thoughts like a movie just keeping us entertained with kind of meaningless chatter. When we step out of that, that's when we experience the true depth and wholeness of our lives, of each moment. And that implies that this entertainment reel of chatter in the mind is not the deepest thing. It's kind of bullshit, if you will. And I told you, I've been kind of toying and and playing around with and just sort of um, sitting with this teaching for, for many, many weeks now, really since the first time I heard my teacher say it a couple months ago, because it just keeps coming up in my mind at random times. And so I've been sort of digesting it and getting to know what it really means for me. And as I've been doing it, as, I, as I've been going through that process, this is what came to me. I wrote this down. It's a, it's a, it's just the thoughts that came up really the other day as I was in a yoga practice. I was doing my own personal home yoga practice. It wasn't a class. It was just me doing yoga in my bedroom. Uh, and I think it was toward the, it was either the beginning or the end of practice. Um, and I, I was going into a shape and I noticed that even though my body was stretched in all these directions and I was breathing deeply it you know all the check marks, all, all the boxes were checked for, oh, this is yoga my mind was still jumping ahead to everything else I had to do that day. My mind was still full of of all this chatter. And that was one of the moments where this teaching came to my mind and I kind of caught myself and I was like, oh, my body and even my breath are in the space of yoga practice right now. But my mind is still trying to entertain itself. And so I'm not here in my wholeness. And that's another translation of the word yoga is union or wholeness. And so I wasn't really even practicing yoga in that moment because I wasn't there in my wholeness. My mind was still more concerned with being entertained than with being united with the, united with the rest of me to really be in the practice and grow from the practice uh, so that I could be deep and show up deeply in my day and in my life. And so I caught myself in that. And I thought of this teaching that we, you know, life is about more than just finding ways to entertain ourselves. I thought about it and I kind of 
came up with some thoughts around it in that moment. It kind of, it was a, it was a moment of clarity where something kind of clicked into place and I was able to understand at least a piece of the meaning of this teaching in a deeper way. Cause like I said, I still don't fully know, but I, I got to a different place with it. And so I want to share with you the thoughts that I wrote down that I came up with as I've been digesting this teaching. The mind is entertainment and we're here for more than that. Drop out of the real in your mind and into what's real in the body, heart and spirit. The mind is entertainment, and we're here for more than that. Drop out of the real in your mind and into what's real in the body, heart, and spirit. That was what I wrote down as I have been chewing on this wild teaching. And of course, the the real in the mind, R-E-E-L-L, as opposed to what's real, R-E-A-L, in the body, heart, and spirit. And we talked a little bit earlier about making a distinction between enjoying life, living with wonder, living with joy and play, and just trying to entertain ourselves. And to me, that really gets to the heart of what the difference is. Surface level entertainment, simply trying to occupy ourselves to get from one moment to the next without really having to do it in any kind of deep way, that usually comes from the mind. Living with joy, wonder, curiosity, presence, fun, enjoying life in a conscious way, that typically happens in the realm of the body, the heart, and the spirit. So it speaks to, or it it has to do with what we feel in our bodies, the sensations, emotions, energies that we feel in the body. It has to do with the openness and depth that we are willing to touch into in our hearts. And it has to do with our connection to to spirit, to that which is a little bit bigger than us. And if it's one or all of those three things, it's probably not just a surface level, oh, I'm just trying to entertain myself. If we're, you know, if we're using this as a self-inquiry practice, like I talked about before, if we're kind of observing ourselves and we're asking, am I living from depth or am I just trying to entertain myself? We can probably be sure that it's coming from a deep place if it's coming from the body, the heart, or the spirit, or all three. And The thing that's significant about all three of those is they are all happening in the present moment. So there's, this has so much to do with, you know, being present. And then on the other hand, if it just feels like a continuation of our busy mind, if it feels like it feeds the constant chatter of the mind and just breeds more and more thoughts, it's probably just us trying to entertain ourselves. There it was again, entertain (laughs) ourselves. So it's a lot of 
it's a lot, right? This is this is no small thing. It's kind of getting into the really uh, particular details of living a spiritual life. It's a it's a deep and refined concept, and there's been a lot of talking about it so far. And this has been a little more of a stream of consciousness than uh, a, a totally structured discussion. So I appreciate you walking this path with me this week. Um, but there's been a lot of talking, and it's. Uh, you know, we're trying to wrap our minds around a concept that is inherently not about the mind. And so now what we have to do is embody it. Excuse me. So it's time to practice. So if you're doing something that uh, would make it difficult for you to stop and sit for a guided meditation practice, this might be a good time to pause the podcast and come back to it later because we are going to sit for a meditative practice. So if you're coming along right now, I'll invite you to get into a comfortable seat, which is any seat as always, as long as you can lengthen your spine. The spine is the center line of the body. So everything just gets open and flowing when the spine is long. And then we want the spine upright just to make sure we stay awake. And if you fall asleep during meditation, as always, I have no judgment for you, but typically in a consciousness practice, we want to be conscious. And so spine long and upright, however you find that, excuse me, I'm having a little air bubble situation over here. However you find that in your own body, it's all good. So you might sit on the floor. If you do so, I'll highly recommend that you sit on something, whether it's a blanket, a cushion, a pillow, a towel, just get your hips a little higher than your knees, which will bring a lot of space into your lower back and hips. If you're on the floor, you can sit with your legs crossed, but you don't have to. You can sit with your legs extended. You could bend your knees and sit on your heels. You could sit with one knee bent, one leg extended. The options are endless. You could sit with your back against the wall. You could put props under your knees for support, but you don't even have to sit on the floor at all. You could sit in a chair, sit on your bed. Again, as long as that spine is long and upright, you decide how you position your body. As you find the seat that's going to support you for this seated meditative practice, know that you can take care of your body throughout this practice. Even if we're in deep meditation, if you need to move around a little bit, if your body's in pain, you need to get a little more support or change positions, it's all good. Take care of your body. But settling into this first seat, as you do so, feel free to close your eyes. Or again, you could gaze softly in front of you, just softening your external vision so that you start to transition into a space of internal looking. One of the powerful tools for turning inward is the breath. The breath is another thing that is only happening in the present moment. And it is the internal rhythm that walks with us throughout our entire lives. And so perhaps you start to witness and feel and watch your own breath as a way of continuing to turn inward and settling into this practice. Inhaling through your nose if you can. Exhaling through your nose if you can. No need to change the breath right now or even think too hard about it. Just watching it like you would watch a scene in nature. Allowing it to be as it is and you simply witnessing it. 
Just turning toward the present moment and dropping in breath by breath. We've done a good bit of talking in this episode about how the nature of the mind is to chatter and constantly turn. And you might be feeling very aware of that as you purposefully try to draw your attention to your breath and to the present. Your mind might very well fight you on that. There might still be the presence of those chattering thoughts. And even though our work is to go a little deeper than that, deeper than the surface entertainment into the heart, the body, and the spirit, it's still natural that we have thoughts. And so you don't have to judge yourself at all for that. But as the thoughts come up, you can simply say, not now. Not now, which is a a simple mantra, simple practice that comes from my teacher's teacher from Swami Jayadevi's teacher, Ma Jaya, because we were in a lineage. Yoga is lineage-based. I have a teacher, my teacher has a teacher, and so on. So this practice comes from my teacher's teacher, not now, to the thoughts. And this is already a really simple practice, straightforward and accessible for rejecting the mind's habit of entertaining itself, saying not now to that constant need to be entertained so that you have a little more quiet and space to listen for and look for something deeper. So not now as the thoughts come up and then just returning to awareness of breath. And then we'll take that awareness of breath and we will translate it into awareness of those three different spaces that we decided are associated with deeper living deeper than just the mind, right? The body, the heart, and the spirit. So using your breath kind of like a flashlight, you start to explore the sensations that you feel in your physical body. Your breath just shining awareness on all the different areas of your physical self, and you just notice what you feel. Your hips, your legs, your shoulders and chest, your neck, your mouth, your eyes, your belly, anything goes. Just landing in awareness of your physical body. And you will probably find that your body directs you where to go. You will feel sensations in your own body in different places than I will. And so you go where the sensation is in your own being, your own physical being, and you just notice You sit with and tend to the present moment reality of your body.
And then we'll take that body awareness and we'll concentrate it in one space. Start to bring your focus to the center of your chest, just a few inches over from your physical heart. And so now we go into that second place, the heart space. At first, it might just be continued physical awareness, this time right at the center of your chest. And then you might start to imagine kind of peeling back anything that is stagnant or stiff or even protective around your heart so that you can start to feel the energetic, emotional layers, the depth of your own heart. Swami Nichananda, I believe, although I could totally be misremembering who said this, but one of the great mystics said that um, the heart is like a well. We have to draw fresh water from the well of the heart every day. Maybe it was Swami Vimalananda. It was one of the mystics, (laughs) but we have to draw fresh water from the well of the heart every day. And so as you tap into simple heart awareness, supported by the flow of your breath, maybe you just imagine drawing from the well, from the flow of compassion and gratitude and love that exists in your heart. One of the most powerful spaces we can go to live from a place of depth. And then we'll move into the third place of awareness for deeper living. So start by inhaling your breath straight in through the place you're already in, through the center of your chest. Using your creative imagination, exhale your breath up and out through the crown of your head. So now your awareness comes just a few inches over your head. And all the great mystics and teachers have said that this is the place of the spirit Even if you don't exactly feel it, you just imagine, you send your awareness up just above your head, just above the bones of your skull. This is the space where we connect with something bigger than us represented by the kind of that literal action of taking the awareness beyond the physical body. We go beyond just ourselves and our experience, just the day-to-day and the chatter of the mind into something bigger, something ancient and true and real. Our connection through love to every particle in the universe to all the space there is. Sitting with the reality of your own spirit. And we talked about using this concept of not just being here to entertain ourselves as a self-inquiry practice, And another mantra that comes from Ma, from my teacher's teacher, for self-inquiry is simply, who am I? 
So as you breathe your awareness into this space above your head, you ask, who am I? Who am I? Who am I beyond just the entertainment reel of chatter in my mind? Who am I when I commit to dropping out of my mind and into these deeper spaces and into deeper living? Who am I then? Breathing in this space above your head as you do your self-inquiry practice. And just like I don't exactly know the full extent of what this teaching that we've been discussing today means to me, you don't exactly have to know what the answer is when you ask, who am I? But the depth comes from being curious enough to ask. Take a deep breath into this space above your head. Breathe out your mouth and pour your awareness back down through your head, your throat, and into your heart. Sigh into your heart. Do that twice more. Inhale above the head. Exhale, sigh it out down into your heart. One more time. Grounding back into your heart space. It's kind of this wild and beautiful in-between space. We talked about the body, the heart, and the spirit. And the heart is the bridge between the two. One of the most powerful and simple spaces we can just drop into any time for deeper living that is beyond just the need for entertainment held by the busy mind. Just sitting in your heart, sitting with your breath for a moment. And then whenever you're ready, you can start to blink your eyes open. Coming out of the formal meditation and back into the space. Maybe you start to move your body a little bit. But maybe you keep an awareness, even just slightly of those three spaces of your physical body of the center of your chest and the space above your head your body heart and spirit because as we often talk about here on the awareness offerings podcast even when the formal meditation ends the practice does not we carry the the power right the shakti shakti means spiritual power we carry the shakti that we touch into informal practice with us into the practice of being alive that we do in every moment and that's kind of the point so thank you from the bottom of my heart for sitting with me as i really processed in real time what this teaching from my teacher that just keeps creeping up in my mind even when i don't really know what it means um thank you for being with me as i kind of sat with okay what does this mean what might it be about how might I and we put it into practice. And what I think I've come to, and I'm still not going to claim that I fully understand it because, you know, we talk about curiosity and anytime we think we know, we 
Anytime we think we really know, it's an indication that we really don't know because there's always more to learn. But I think at least the partial understanding that I'm coming to um, is that the teaching that we are here for more than just to entertain ourselves is really about rejecting the comfort of the habits of the mind. The mind is comfortable just playing a reel of thoughts over and over, just keeping us at the surface. But it's about being willing to let the mind get uncomfortable so that we can get so deep in the body, the heart, and the spirit. So that we can live in love and reality and depth. And it feels like a really practical way to live the spiritual path, to just watch ourselves and get curious. Okay, am I just trying to entertain myself or am I living from depth? And if I am just trying to entertain myself, let me drop into those deeper spaces through my practices. But beyond just sort of the real time practice, it feels like it applies to so many of the sort of the issues that we're dealing with in the world today, um, right? It's like a, it's almost like a rejection of of capitalism right of this idea that there's always got to be something outside of ourselves that we need and that we need to get so that we can be entertained and occupied and that plays into so many systems of oppression and supremacy this idea that we are lacking in some way or that other people are lacking and the solution to that is often you know there's something outside of ourselves that we got to get um and Beyond just a tangible practice, this is a rejection of that. It's a rejection of needing to be entertained so that we can get fucking real. So let's do that. (laughs) Let's get fucking real. And I appreciate you joining me on the path to doing so. Thank you for joining me for this awareness offering and for going into embodied practice with me. You can find me on social media at Laura Tara, L-A-U-R-A-T-A-R-A, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. My intro and outro music was created by none other than my very own brother, Oxella Sun, O-X-E-L-A-S-U-N, whom you can also find on Instagram. <laughs>